For Pride Month, which was in June, one of our listeners, Chrissy, set up a fundraiser for Point Foundation, but she's planning to go ahead and leave it up for the rest of 2021. So please join in and donate if you can. The Point Foundation helps LGBTQ plus students achieve their goals of higher education with financial assistance, mentoring, leadership programming, and more. Your generosity helps Point provide scholarships and vital programs to a new generation of LGBTQ plus leaders. If you'd like to donate, go to our Instagram, Who's the Boss Podcast, and the link is in our bio. It's listed as Chrissy's Pride Foundation. A few hours ago, I came in here and caught Heather kissing Jonathan. Let me just say there was gum involved. <laughs> I do not approve. Well, certainly you're not suggesting that our Heather is loose? No, no, not loose, just advanced. Yeah, advanced, advanced. You know, I'm surprised she hasn't skipped a grade already, you know? <laughs> uh, more cream? No, thank you. <clears throat> you know, perhaps the problem isn't with our Heather. Perhaps Jonathan was just overwhelmed by a normal display of affection. Perhaps Jonathan is... A wimp. Oh, hey. Oh, Tony, please, we can handle this oh, calmly I'm... and rationally. Would you please get your butts off our couch and get the hell out of our house? Hi, welcome back to... A-O. Oh, hey. The Who's the Boss podcast. I'm Tori. I'm Kevin. And we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of Who's the Boss. Okay, I have to bring something up from the last episode. I had in my notes, so the, the, the writer for the last episode that we covered, which is Boozing Buddies, uh-huh. her name is Claylene Jones. And in that episode of Who's the Boss, Mona goes on this tangent about when Angela first got drunk, she went behind the shed with so-and-so, yeah. Jeb, One of my favorite and had lines. whiskey. And then she's like, oh, no, that was an episode of The Waltons. Well, I had written down in my notes that Claylene Jones wrote for The Waltons. It was the very first thing she worked on. 1975 to 1977. She was a production coordinator for 35 episodes, and she wrote uh, one episode. So that's where that reference came from. You failed to mention it. I failed you all. I totally didn't mention it. Okay, so now that we've cleared that up, we can move on to this week, and then next week I'll talk about whatever I messed up this week. Okay, so this episode, tonight, today we're going to cover, and if you hear outside noises, because we have the windows open, because surprisingly cool out. This it's evening. been cool last couple nights, yeah. Yeah, it was even pretty cool all day today. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is season five, episode 18. The title is Heather Can Wait. It first aired on Tuesday, March 21st, 1989. And the TV Guide summary says, Tony and Angela's warm welcome for new neighbors turns frosty when the daughter takes an interest in Jonathan. Frosty. <laughs> what? Oh, I got to read my thing. Yeah. I, I, I liked Frosty so much, I- <laughs> He's serious. I just froze. He's, yeah, he's literally just sitting there looking at somebody's IMDb. <laughs> well, no, I'm looking at it's somebody from the show. So I guess, I, you know, I'm not researching. Um, so to- Tony and Angela try hard to be welcoming to their smug neighbors, Mark and Pam, but soon get into a bitter garden row. Jonathan, however, sees a perfect mate, at least in their daughter, Heather. So being told the neighbors are off limits is not acceptable. 
The smitten kids decide to lead their oldies by example. I like the description of smug for these neighbors because that is exactly, that is a great description yeah, of these two yeah. assholes. That's, <laughs> yeah. And, and the kids really do lead by example here. They do. All right. When this episode opens, Mona and Angela are in the kitchen and Mona is looking out the window using binoculars. And Angela says, mother, will you please stop spying on the new neighbors? And Mona's like, ooh, he's got wavy brown hair, broad shoulders, great buns. I almost thought the joke here was going to be, oh, no, never mind. That's Tony. But oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's not. Isn't it funny? And as soon as she says great buns, now Angela is interested. She jumps up and runs to the window, takes the binoculars from Mona, and starts looking at herself. Now, looking out the window herself. Yeah, not looking at herself. Not looking at herself. <laughs> And the funny thing here is that Catherine Hellman was wearing the binoculars around her neck. So now she's hanging off of Angela or Judith Light as she is now looking out the window using right. the same binoculars. So it wasn't Tony outside. They really are looking at the neighbor and Tony walks in and he's like, you two should be ashamed of yourselves. And then Mona's like, oh, damn, he's got a wife. Mm. And then Angela says, damn, she's gorgeous. Right. I like the uh, women complimenting other women, which is not something you would see. Uh, they have to use it for the plot point here. Right. But that's not something you would right, really see so much in yeah. the 80s. Like, there would be more of some sort of, like, nasty little remark or little cat fight something. Right, but or something about her being Yeah, she just admits that this woman is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. So then when Tony hears that, he's like, oh, hang on, move out of the way. So then he grabs the binoculars, and now Catherine Hellman is really hanging right. on. Right, it's, it's got such a Three's Company vibe. <laughs> it really does. It's so wacky. Yeah. And you he's know, like strangling doesn't her. doesn't care that he's strangling her. Yeah, right. running around, he's looking out, he's very excited. And then mm. they realize that the neighbors are coming over towards the house. So he throws the binoculars back at Mona, and he's like, oh, no, my quiche isn't ready yet. And then the oven dings, and they're like, it's ready now. But he's like, no, no, it's going to be too hot. I guess you can't serve quiche hot. He's just giving Uh, it to these people anyway. Yeah. I don't know anything about quiche. I don't even understand what's in it. I think there's eggs in it. I'm not sure. And then Mona, in true Mona style, says... You're, someone's quiche can never be yeah, too hot. Yeah, one's quiche can never be too hot. What does that mean? She's, how do I, you how do you make quiche dirty? I don't understand. <laughs> you leave it to Mona. <sighs> Mona can make anything dirty. He's blowing on it. Now it's got COVID now. Okay, yeah. So this grosses me out. So now he runs into the kitchen and they all, they're like, okay, come on, let's go make a good impression on the neighbors. And Angela says to Mona, you stay here. And then if you look at this shot coming out of the kitchen, she actually like shoves the door in Mona's face and mm. closes it. Yeah. Now, Tony's trying to, like, wave air onto the quiche as he's walking to the door. And then he just full-on blows on it. No, know. Yeah. Blow, I, I, I don't, don't eat anything Tony Maselli gives you. I know. Ever. Because he tastes His things. His DNA is all over that. Yeah. yeah. He, he licked spoons. He licked fingers. He blew yeah. on stuff. So gross. He keeps the tomatoes in the cabinet. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So They're he, supposed to be kept in the dark, aren't they? They are. They, they actually are. So they, he opens the front door, and there is the, there are the new neighbors. Okay, what are their names again? Their They're names the Harpers. Are, yeah, Sam, no. Uh, Mark and Pam. Mark, well, I know Pam. Well, Sam is the actor's name. Oh, okay, that's what it is. I, so playing Mark is an actor named Sam McMurray, and this guy has literally been in everything. I know, I know. I, <laughs> I actually... Um, I mean, I know him from King of Queens. Mm-hmm. He's O'Boyle. He plays O'Boyle, which is uh, Doug's boss. And I love King of Queens. 
But he's actually in Seinfeld, too. I figured he had to be in Seinfeld. He looks like somebody who would be on Seinfeld. Yeah, I remember him in Seinfeld. But uh, his first credit is from 1976 in something called The Front. But he was in the, The Jeffersons. The oh, Ropers. Wow. Yeah, he's in everything. He was in an episode of that spinoff, The Ropers. Uh, Ryan's Hope, the Miami Vice. The Ropers, that's great. Hill Street Blues. Oh, he's in an episode of Moonlighting. I kind of feel like I could possibly remember that. 21 Jump Street, Emptiness, Matlock, Dear John, The Golden Girls, The Simpsons, The Tracy Ullman Show. He was actually in 65 episodes of The Tracy wow. Ullman Show. So he was um, a main character on that. Now, this is one of two episodes of Who's the Boss that he will be in. He's in this episode named Heather Can Wait, and then he will be back in an episode called Party Politics in 1991. That's season playing seven. Playing the same person, though, right? He is playing the same person. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Mark do, Harper. Right. Yeah, okay. So the interesting thing about that, okay, and then his list just goes on. I was surprised when I got to the top and it only says 197 credits because I feel like he should have more, but that's still a lot of credits. Still working today, uh, 2020, he was in something called United We Fall. He was on the CBS show Mom. He was in the Netflix show Grace and Frankie, so working actor for sure. Okay, now the woman that plays his wife is Leah Ares. A-Y-R-E-S. Not sure if I'm saying that correctly. She has not acted since the 90s. I'm sorry. I have to make a correction. Yes. It was not Seinfeld. He was in Friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he worked. He was in... um, I'm surprised he wasn't in I'm sorry, yes. I just wanted to... I don't see him as a credit in Seinfeld, but he was in Friends. I think it's... it's, I can't remember who he was in. Just one episode? I think he's the one... He's the one who keeps smacking Chandler on the ass, I think. Like when at work. Oh, a, that sounds familiar. I think it's that's the episode, but I'm not sure. Okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I digress. So uh, Leah, she hasn't acted since 1998, but she was also in quite a bit of stuff in the 80s. 21 Jump Street, St. Yeah, Elsewhere. Yeah, I saw that too. I wonder why Two she episodes of The Love like, Boat. I, what, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. She is still alive, according to IMDb. Now the, okay, this is also her one of two episodes of Who's the Boss that she will be in. She is also in party politics. Right, of course. Right, playing the wife, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, so they come in and they're like, we just moved in next door. And Tony's like, oh, yeah, we were watching you. Oh, I mean, not, not that we were watching you. But Mona's like, oh, yeah, no, we were watching you. And she shows the binoculars. And they're all like, shut up, Mona. So then the husband says, well, I, don't, I can't blame you for staring. I'm kind of proud of my little love muffin here. And he oh, squeezes God. his wife. <laughs> love muffin. <laughs> so then they, he, they introduce themselves. I'm Pam. I'm Mark. And Mona says, I'm Annette. Which I'm guessing is a reference to Annette Finicello. Yeah, in like that's the only thing I could like figure. I couldn't figure that one out. Beach movies. But Angela gets her mother to shut up, and she's like, I'm Angela, and this is my housekeeper, Tony. And the guy's like, oh, wow, role reversal. I like it. Mm. So Tony hands over the quiche that he's made, and he's like, here, you know, welcome to Oak Hills Drive. And Mona says, it's too bad you paid way too much for that house. But he says, it's okay, we can afford it. Why is is Mona, like, right out of the gate? just? Because Mona's like that with everyone. I know, like, why? It's like you just got to make sure she's got the leg up on everyone. Pain in the butt. I guess. God, (laughs) everywhere. Now, the outfit that Pam is wearing here, I could see somebody wearing today. Yeah. Like, maybe not the pattern so much, but it's like these high-waisted kind of skort shorts. Yeah. And then like a crop top. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, t- kids would totally be wearing that today. 
Pam smells the quiche and she says, this smells delicious. And Tony says, well, I made it myself and I grow all the herbs in my garden. Ah, foreshadowing. Yes. So we're setting up the the garden. And he bends over and says to the quiche, hey, basil. (laughs) (laughs) Again, stop breathing on food. Now, just then, a girl's looking for her parents and this is Heather. So they introduce her daughter. And they say, this is our pride. They said, there's one more Harper we need to introduce you to. Mm. This is our pride and joy. Now, this actress is Heather Tom. She is most well known for... Her real name's Heather. That's funny. Oh, yeah, that's true. Her name's Heather yeah, in yeah. the show. Her name is really Heather. She is... Okay, she was, so she was also on Young and the Restless. Mm, right. But I would say she's most well known for Bold and the Beautiful. So she was on Young and the Restless, and that may explain why she is not in a second episode of Who's the Boss, because this is the very first credit she has, and then she did a few other things, and then in 1990, she started on the Young and the Restless. Uh, So possibly she wasn't able to go back and do the second episode of Who's the Boss because of that reason. And if I remember correctly, in the second episode that Pam and Mark are in, they have a son that is not here. (laughs) And it's oh. not like they didn't, they say there's one more Harper we need to introduce you to. So they obviously did not realize that they would be coming back for another episode where they Why didn't they son. just get another girl and make her Because I think based on the storyline, it's during season seven, which you're going to be, you're going to be really excited about this storyline. I can't wait. Tony and Angela take in a foster child named Billy who's about five years old. And if I remember correctly, the son is about Billy's age. And it, there's another standoff with this family next to him. I yeah. really got something to look forward to yeah. there. <laughs> yes. Billy's in uh, one whole season, and then Billy disappears, and we yeah. never see Billy again. Yeah. It's very odd. All right. But, yeah, so look forward to it. They sold, on, they sold Billy on the dark web. <laughs> So then Tony's like, oh, you must be my daughter's age because this girl's quite tall. So I looked up and Heather Tom is 5'7". So she's not like super tall, but she must have done all of her growing very young. Yeah, I noticed that because she is the same age as... Jonathan. Yeah, she's like a, or, a little bit older. Not much. She's, yeah, her not date much, is 75 and his is 76. Up, see, and then that proves your point of our daughter yes. who is shooting up right now. You're right. Girls grow earlier and then they stop and then boys grow later yeah and then they stop um and her younger sister is an actress named nicole tom and she is the one of the daughters on the nanny she was on that show for years ah okay yes and i don't know if the she has a they have a brother also but i'm not sure if he's also so he's like you must be about 16 or 17 like my daughter and she says i'm 12 Mm-hmm. And Mona says, "What do you feed her?" Again, <laughs> because well, she you, is, you can't take Mona. Anywhere. No, you can't at all. And Angela's trying to push her away, and she's like, "Oh, this, Angela goes." Angela pushes Mona, and then says, "Oh, that's so nice. You know, you're probably going to be in my son's grade." And they're like, "Oh, great. Well, Heather, you're already going to have a classmate here." So things seem to be going well with this family so far, and <laughs> they invite them in a little further into the house because everyone's kind of still standing in the doorway. But then. They're like getting ready to leave and have, Pam says, oh, wait, there was just one more thing we wanted to ask. And she kind of hands it over to Mark. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I just, would it be possible for you to trim the branches on your oak tree? Because it is casting shadows on our property. And oh it's, God. yeah. And Tony's like, oh, well, you know, we like the way those branches filter the sunlight right onto our herb garden. He's bringing up the herb garden again. And Mark's like, oh, yeah, I get it. But they're, the <laughs> shadows are giving Pam the heebie-jeebies. 
What does that even mean? I don't know. I guess at night, maybe the way it shines, it like comes through the window. It's like poltergeist. Yeah. The poltergeist with the tree outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's happening days. with Pam right now. Yeah. So Angela's trying to keep the peace, and she's like, "Okay, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see what we can do. Thank you." And he's like, "Okay, great." So they all, you know, say goodbye. Things seem to be okay, and they leave. And as soon as they leave, Tony's like, "We are not touching that tree." And Angela's like, come on, just cut a few branches down for goodwill. And he's like, all right, fine. But I just want to let you know that Pam or Love Muffin gives me the heebie-jeebies. Love Muffin. (laughs) So now we're at a new day. Okay, I cannot figure out. It's a TV set. I get it. It's a sitcom. But wherever these windows are placed, none of this is correct. Like, there's no way that this is in front of the house. Cause right. I, I don't know where it is either. I no. gave up trying to figure that out. <laughs> it's a mess. And why does the herb garden look like it's a grave and then they planted herbs on top of it? It's like sunken down. That's also where Grover is buried. They just oh, don't get Grover. into it in this episode. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, because Grover. the Harper's front door is right there to the left. Unless, so that's the front door? I don't know. Or is that a back door? So if that's maybe, a back door, then maybe this is... This has got to all be the backyard. So do you think that these windows because we that see gate here are looks those like den it, windows? The gate looks like it opens out. So, so she, they're gotta, coming around the side of the house and going into the backyard? I don't know, but honestly, you wanted this to be under an hour tonight. So like, okay, yeah. It doesn't make it. it right. <laughs> okay, now the other thing is that Tony Danza is using a real chainsaw here. I know, it's aggressive. Yes, why? Why? Like, they're really cutting wood. They didn't, they didn't fake that one at all, which means that this thing is powered by gas, which means there's gas fumes going all through the stage and yeah, the audience. Yeah, that, well, back all then, f- no one cared. Right, also that you can cut these few little pieces, and that he's holding a live chainsaw while doing this scene. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah. So he cuts a few of the branches, and then Angela comes out. Screaming. And they're very married in this episode I, as well. Awesome. Totally, because this is the wife coming to tell the husband something, and you're yelling because he can't hear you because he's got a chainsaw going. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, he has the safety goggles on. I know. And so she's like, Tony! That would be you making sure the safety goggles were on. Yeah. And then he hears her finally. He's like, man, I thought this chainsaw was loud. So Angela looks at the tree, which we don't see. We just see their reaction to the tree. And Angela's like, oh, I thought you were just going to cut a few branches off. It's like, I know I was, but then... carried away. (laughs) Oh, you're right. So looking at this, this must be their back door coming out of their house also. That's a back door. No, it's a front. So these are like two side doors. Because if that's the front, the the gate is opens okay so these must be the people who live on the that's as far as i got with it and i gave up it's a cute set though they did a really good job making this little set accept it and take it to my (laughs) grave (laughs) so um he's like i tried and then i cut a few and they weren't it wasn't even and then i just kept going and now i've gone too far and he's like it's too much isn't it and both jonathan and andrew are like yes it's too much so just then, Pam and Heather Harper come out of their house. Mm. And Heather, I mean, Pam is so excited to see that they've cut down the tree. Mm. She's got little pearls on, too. Of course. Whatever yes. And they're on. Yeah, they're all very dressed in, like, pastel colors. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. yeah. It's the 80s. Yeah, we didn't mention the fact that Angela's wearing, and this is all one day, right? Or is Angela's um, outfit different now? Uh, no, I think that's a different outfit. It's a different day. Okay. Because, yeah, that's a different... I would have remembered whatever the hell Angela has on there. I know, but you didn't you jumper. point out that it's a different jumper. Okay, so this is a different jumper. Different. Okay, yeah, the other it. one. So didn't, this one's just, got like a belt thing. Yeah, going you're on. right. And she the other has, one's like light blue, yeah, and this yeah. one's not. In Still her closet, same, they're just lined up in same color shoulder order. Same shoulder pads, same. <laughs> 
jumper. <laughs> Easy to get look. confused. Yeah. Anyway. So now Jonathan is with them. So they introduce Jonathan to Heather. And Jonathan is like, hello, hello Heather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she's his age and she's about seven inches taller than him and she's beautiful. Uh. So they're like, oh, they're, they're talking a little bit. And Angela's like, how was your first night? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this isn't the same day because she's asking her how the first night in the new house was. How was your first night in the new house? And Love Muffin says, every night with Mark is the first night. Oh, God. Puke. (laughs) So just then. So is that insinuating that they're they're banging every night? I guess so. All right. Good for them. Good for you guys, Mark and Pam. Yeah. So now Mark comes out and he says... Hey, honey, uh, someone parked or someone abandoned a van in front of the house. (laughs) That's terrible. Poor Tony. And Tony's like, oh, yeah, no, that's mine. And Mark's like, oh, okay. Well, would you mind parking that out of sight, please? Out of sight. Like, they don't want to look at the van. No. Oh, God. I mean, I wouldn't want to look at that van either, but I get it. I know, but we, in our Uh, neighborhood, we look at things we don't want to look at i know and but we look at our neighborhood compared to oak hills drive here this is fancy pants oh god definitely we live in the valley yeah but you know angela okay and they don't even bring up the fact that there's also a yellow school bus that samantha drives so maybe sam's better at hiding her car than tony is maybe it's parked out back yeah because there's no way you can but fit any more it. cars in that driveway but i um again like kind of going back to where this where this is like, I guess the basketball hoop and everything else is on the other side. Oh, you're right, because the basketball... So, I think, yes. So, I think, this is the front of... I'm sorry, the back. I think this might be those windows where the chair is that we're going to see Jonathan sitting at for the first time ever later on in this episode. I guess so. Or it's just the side of the house that you don't see because it's where the cameras are and the audience is. Yeah. So, it's the other <laughs> Again, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> Well, you started it. No, um, I did because it drives me nuts. Even though I know that it doesn't make I, sense, it doesn't matter. It doesn't just have like to make sense. No. It doesn't have to matter, but it right. does. Just like to when us. we see the front That's, of the house, and it's not the same front of the house as the house right. in the open. Well, it, we're I mean, investigating. We're doing this for the home listener. <laughs> we are. We're trying our best. Right. But yes, to it just, really break. The, and then. Okay, and, and then Fourth are wall. these houses that we're seeing, this painted backdrop, is that supposed to be across the street? Because it looks like they're right oh, there. Shoot. All of this well, just... Well, um, see, now, to me, well, yes, it is. That's the front yard. Those are... Okay, and then the that's yard, houses across houses the street? Across the street. Okay. They just look very yes, close. Because that, because that gate, the way that little gate is built, is built with the... Door opening what's, to the... Yeah, but what's that called on a fence? The... Neighbor side? Yeah, or whatever. The, yeah. Yeah, the pleasant side out. Right. So that's what they did. As you were. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so then uh, Mark goes back inside, and Tony's like, you give these people an inch, and they want a mile. And yeah. then just then Pam comes back outside, and she's like, oh, by the way, now that the tree is trimmed, I can plant my roses right here. And Tony's like, no, no, this is my herb garden. But Pam says, well, actually, according to the realtor, this is our property. And according to the fence, it is clearly their property as well. Right. <laughs> like, I don't even know why they would have ever put this little dig, I mean, it, it goes all the whole thing. The grave here. is all the way into the yard. Yes. And he, Tony's like, this is your property? This is your property? And Angela's like, you know what? It might actually be theirs because I, don't, I think we just didn't know. And the former neighbors just let us use it. Right. The Randalls let us use it. 
So Tony's like, all right, well, then that means that we have squatters rights because we were here first. And she's like, no, listen, you can go buy your herbs at the supermarket. Why don't you do that? And I'm going to plant my roses. And then she leaves. And Jonathan well, and Heather. It, but then Tony says, you know, possession is nine tenths of the law. No, I didn't. You just left it out like you didn't think it was important. I just said squatters rights. Oh, okay. I'm well, trying. Says, yeah. Is that really true, though? Or is Tony just making I shit don't up? Know. I think it is. <laughs> I think it's a real thing. Really? But this, this, tell, this is why you have fences, people. Yes. And why would you have an open yard? This is why you also have surveyors come out anytime actually, you have anything done. in our old done. house, when we lived in Florida, yeah. the house before we moved here, yeah. the neighbor, if you remember, we did not have a fence with the neighbor forever. It was just an open oh, yard. okay, yeah. And then I ended up putting, a, putting in a fence. I think I put it in right before we moved because we were trying to sell the house. Really? But how, no, we're we used to, to let Tallulah out sorry. in the backyard. We, we were renting we the house. If you looked out in the backyard, yeah. the left side did not have a fence. And we let Tallulah out there? No, we would have to take her on a leash. Oh, that's miserable. We Why did, did we do time? that to we ourselves? I, I guess because we didn't have kids yet. So. Yeah. So, and then I put a fence in because we were renting the house. And you have to get a surveyor to come out, right? And yeah, tell you where that's the, why. the property permit, line is. Yeah, a permit and all that yeah. stuff. A surveyor tell you where the property line is. But I guess they just, I don't know. They, they wanted to plant this garden and the neighbors were like, oh, sure, plant it there. We don't Like, care. I can't imagine now not having a fence. Well, especially with our neighbor, but. <laughs> no, I could never. I don't. It's so weird yeah. to think about that, you know? I know, but in. I don't know. If it, I feel like everybody here has a fence. Like there's, I don't. Yeah, there's no not having. There's a no fence. not having fences here in Florida. I feel like it was more well, standard Florida, to like not any, have a fence because you just have like a screened-in in porch or a screened-in pool, and yeah, then anything, anything beyond goes that's, in Florida. Right? It's Thunderdome, it's <laughs> anarchy in Florida. All right, so Angela's like, maybe we can work something out with them. Maybe we can split it in half, or you guys can plant some roses, plant some herbs, and. Tony's, Tony's like, no, I don't want to do any of this. I just want my herb garden to stay where it is. And Angela decides that this is a good teaching lesson for Jonathan. Because if we compromise, everyone wins. And it's a good life lesson for everyone. All right. But meanwhile, all Jonathan can think oh, of compromise, is... compromise. Because that comes up again. Yeah. Meanwhile, all Jonathan can think is, Dudley Moore dates older women. I mean, no, taller, taller women. women. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, he's just short. I know, but he's he hasn't had his growth spurt yet. He grows uh, he grows no, quite Dudley a bit Moore later. Short. Oh, Dudley Moore, yes, I love Dudley Moore. Oh, no. Arthur. Uh, yes, Arthur. And what's my other favorite? Her- um, um, I, I want to say Harold and Maude. That's not right. Is no, it? it's Mickey and Maude. Mickey and That's Maude. Not, I gotta re I gotta find that movie and rewatch Mickey it because I absolutely should not have been watching it as a child, but I loved it so much. And all I remember is that Dudley Moore gets two women pregnant and they both give birth on the same day. <laughs> God, busy. <laughs> I know. Okay, so now it's a little later in the day and Heather comes over to see Jonathan. So Sam answers the door and it's really funny to see Alyssa Milano and Heather Tom standing next to each other because Heather Tom is a good four years younger than Alyssa Milano I know, here. she's as tall as she is. But she's, yeah, it, if not taller. But you can tell... If you're looking at their faces, you can tell that Sam is more mature than um, Heather is here. Yeah, I mean, because I almost at first thought maybe they were the same age and they were playing her off as... As, as younger. Yeah, yeah, but she's just tall. But yeah, no, because you can tell her face is still like quite a little babyish face. So she's looking for Jonathan and Sam's like, oh, okay, you know, come on in. And then Heather says, I don't know how you do it, living in the same house with Jonathan. And Sam's <laughs> like... 
what? And she's like, yeah, I don't know how I do it, but for very different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and Heather's like, oh, those big brown eyes. Don't they just make you crazy? And Sam's like, okay, yeah, whatever here. So she calls for Jonathan to come out. Jonathan comes out and Sam says, he's all yours. Go nuts. <laughs> Go nuts. And he's holding a box of cookies or something as he comes out of the kitchen. It looks like Milano cookies, actually. Um, oh, no, they're not no. Milano cookies, but they do kind of look like that uh, wrapper. I'm getting distracted by cookies. Okay, now... Stuff's going to happen very fast here. Yeah, and oh, here's a, a good example of me. Accelerates. This is the front of the house, and that's not at all the front of the house that we see in the open ever. So Angela and Tony are now walking back up to the front of the house. So why would they walk to the front of the house instead of going in the back door? Um, maybe they were like... Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> they went to move Tony's Surveying. car first. Yeah, but they got to move the van. They, they got to get it van. out of sight. Right. Couldn't look they moved the it van. down the street. Okay, so now they walk up to the house... Oh, no, hang on. No, no, they didn't move the car. Because as they're walking up the house, Tony says, I'm not moving my van. (laughs) Oh, I'm not moving my herb garden. How did I miss that? And I'm gluing every branch of that tree back on. Yeah, which makes no sense. No No one's doing that. And Angela says, listen, however we have to deal with the Harpers, we will do it calmly and rationally. And then she opens the front door. Okay, this is one of my favorite I know, it's hilarious. Judith Light scenes ever. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. <laughs> so funny. So great. So she comes in and she sees that Jonathan is kind of pinned up against the banister of the stairs yeah. and Heather is kissing him. He's, he is an She's... active, willing participant in this kiss, I will say here. And Angela comes in and starts hypervent. First she, she screams. Shit. <laughs> And then she is hyperventilating, and it just goes on and on, and the crowd is laughing. So funny. And Tony's trying to calm her down. She almost looks like she's going to laugh when she covers her mouth. (laughs) So then she just covers her mouth with her hand and puts her head down on the other side of the banister. I'm telling you, it's because she wanted to laugh. Probably. And Angela is having a full meltdown, and Tony's like, it's okay. It's okay. Settle down. (laughs) At that point, it's a change of time because they zoom into the window after. Oh, yeah, but hang on. This scene's oh, not sorry. over yet. But um, I'm, the other... I'm ready to move on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The other thing, though, is I like this because this is the first time Angela has been on this side. It's been Tony who's caught his daughter kissing Jesse and uh, right, has had exactly. to deal with all these yeah, things of, of his kid growing up. And this is the first time that Angela is now confronted with the fact that Jonathan is getting older and headed towards puberty and going to be interested in girls now. Mm, that's a good point. And so Tony's like, okay, as he calms down Angela down enough, he says, I think what your mother is trying to say is that, Heather, it's time for you to go home. <laughs> so Heather goes to leave. And as she's walking out the door, Jonathan reaches into his mouth, pulls something out and says, oh, Heather, here's your gum. Uh, God, <laughs> so gross. That is so gross. And the crowd is still just going crazy. And Angela says, you throw that out. <laughs> and she tells Tony he is not ready for this. And meanwhile, Jonathan's just standing there with a dreamy look on like his big, face. Yes. Yeah. Face. And Tony's like, I don't know. He looks pretty ready for this. <laughs> but Angela doesn't want to hear any of this. She's like, all right. Okay, sweetheart, can we talk for a minute? You know what's funny is that you throw that out part's not in the... He hands the gum or he says... Oh, it's not on the antenna, not TV, the antenna one? TV version. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, because it goes on here. Because Angela asks yeah, Jonathan, "Did Heather make you feel uncomfortable?" He, the gum, he says that you forgot your gum, and then it is also the window oh, of the outside of the house. Yeah, because I mean, this part isn't really. 
important to the no, plot. But it's still funny. But it's funny, yeah. yeah. She asks him, did Heather make you feel uncomfortable? And Jonathan goes, uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, okay. Well, then why are you smiling? And he says, because I like uncomfortable. Oh, God. No. Yeah. He's had his first kiss and he's into it. Angela says to Jonathan, you know, it's nice to make new friends, but you don't have to fall in love with them. <laughs> and he, he's just standing there completely dreamy eyed still. And Angela's like, mm-hmm. you barely know her yet. Like you, it takes a while when you meet new people. It takes time for you to develop strong feelings, good or bad. And he's still just staring at her. You don't have any of this. No, this, no, I don't. That's why I'm trying and to watch it. This kind of plays in a little bit because later on in the episode, Jonathan will say, "What happened to getting to know someone before you have make feelings for them?" Oh, okay. I and, was wondering where that came from, yeah. but I'm like, "I will, I will." <laughs> and Angela says to him, "Do you know what I mean?" And Jonathan just says, "Can you get married at 13?" Mm. And then he goes upstairs. Some countries, maybe. What? Some countries, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And Tony thinks this is adorable, so he's kind of laughing. And Angela's like, this is not funny. I know my son, and I don't want him to be pushed into anything he's not ready for. But Tony's like, it's fine, Angela. They're not in love, and they're not going to get married. He says, I knew plenty of girls like Heather. They were like Mona. And now he's thinking, and Angela says, I'm calling her parents. And Tony says, I'll dial. Oh, right. okay. So that makes sense that the next thing is that these people just they, show up. At yeah, house. and they show up but, at night too, which I was confused about. Okay, wait, hang on. Before so, we get into this next part, I just also want to say that like, it's so, first of all, Tony's like, I knew girls like Heather. So immediately he's saying that like Heather is pushing Jonathan into something and then they decide that they're Yeah, we're call. immediately assuming Heather is some sort of... And these kids are 12 years old and, and they had a kiss. We were reading into it a little much. <laughs> And actually, I think the uppity neighbors or whatever are a little more reasonable and down to earth about it because eventually, I mean, we'll get to it, but eventually they're like, yeah, I mean, but you know, maybe your son doesn't recognize a perfectly good kid or whatever. Yeah, like I think they're mean to Jonathan, affection, affection. but I don't really think that either of them are doing anything wrong. Like they just, yeah, I don't, whatever, yeah, whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's they need it for the plot, but it's like let's not. Um, and I don't even want to say slut shaming because they're children and it was a kiss, but like it's all immediately all well, aggressive about Heather when Jonathan was definitely a willing participant here. And they're like 12. It's not like they're eight or anything. Everybody settled down. All right. So now we zoom in at night to see that it is later in the evening. All right. Give me your theory so, here. Well, all right. So this front of the house. So if you look at the front of the house. Yeah. And at this window here. So these neighbors, they live to the right. When you're so looking you have at to the imagine, house to the right. Okay. So you have to imagine the... Um, sorry, I got a beer cap bouncing around here. <laughs> so you have to imagine that, that, the, that gate, that little fence and gate that they share, that's a common fence and gate, is on the right side of the house okay. there. And the other neighbors are to the right of that. So, so, the, so where all this is taking place, where the grave... Um, rose garden, <laughs> uh, basil, whatever. Yeah, yeah. that Rest is the back where the dining room would be. Okay. The dining room we saw when Nick came yes, over. Yes, and, and I think that you makes rarely sense. see. Also, that's where the windows, windows are. Those th- little bay. Not bay. Yes, not I think you're window. right. I'm sorry, like a like a, a picture window. Yeah, a picture window, like what we used to have in the back. Or doors French. Of our house. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like French door style. French windows. door style windows. So I think that's where the back of the house is because the neighbors are to the right. 
Okay. But when you're when that they makes shoot it, more sense when you to me. see it from the perspective of this episode, they're on the left because it's turned around and then you see across. Okay. I think that's that going to make sense now. to nobody. All at right. Home, thank probably. you. I feel like I can move on with my All life All right, now. sorry. I, and again, this is going to be an over an hour, and I'm sorry. Yeah, where are we? We're at 37 minutes. Okay, got it. keep going. All right, so now it's later that evening, and the they've invited Mark and Pam over to talk about, well, Tony wants to talk about the herb garden. Angela just wants to talk about the them, herb garden. them kissing. He won't let it go. And Tony's like, listen, Angela, I'm telling you, there's only one way to stand, to work these people. You need to stand your ground. No, and then Angela comes ground. out holding a cake. And he's like, why did you buy them a cake? He he knows Angela didn't make that cake. Why did you buy them a cake? They don't deserve and, a cake. And if you notice, he's talking to Angela, but the door is shut. Like, he's talking to a door. I know, but... Then she comes out. I mean, oh, I guess she can hear him, but... Only when, you, only when they don't want anyone to hear them can they not hear them. You know, exactly. Like if something secret was oh, happening, oh, that comes then... up uh, later in this episode. Oh yeah, well, where remember. they're all sitting on the couch and Tony says something to Angela that's so loud, you know they heard. I don't know. We'll get to uh, it. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Okay. Oh, I will point it out for you. <laughs> and Tony says, "Let's look at oh, a- so Angela's like, you know, forget the herb garden. We need to talk to these people rationally about our children." And Tony's like, "No, no, look at the big picture here. Children, you can lock up and protect. My herbs are defenseless." So the doorbell rings. Okay, it's in it's in the and grown Angela man put the, concerned about herbs. Angela put the cake down on the coffee table, and when Angela goes to answer the door, Tony takes the cake off the coffee table and he puts it underneath the coffee table right. on the floor. They can't have cake. <laughs> So she opens the door, and there's Mark and Pam. They come on in. They're like, oh, thank you so much for having us over. And <laughs> Angela asks if they would like some cake, and then she looks down at the coffee table, and the cake is not there. She's like, what happened to the cake? <laughs> Tony's like, I don't know. It was just there a second ago. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> then he asks if they would like some coffee, and Sam's like, is it? Oh, I'm sorry. Mark says, is it water process decaf? Is that a thing? I guess it is. I don't understand what water processed means. Because wouldn't all coffee be processed pro- with water? Processed. Oh, water processed he... decaf coffee comes right up on the... Oh, okay. So it is something. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it's just a type of decaf. No. All right. Uh, it just says, alternatively, the water decaffeination process uses water from the mountains to gently remove the caffeine oh. until the coffee beans are 99, 99.9% caffeine free. While maintaining the bean's distinctive origin and flavor characteristics. It is decaffeinated coffee without compromise. I see. So it's naturally decaffeinated, I guess. Okay. I know nothing about decaffeinated that's what coffee. Wa- according to this, that's what water processed decaffeination is. I just figured it meant like it was brewed with water, which of course it would be Which I guess water. on the flip side or however other deca- it's just coffee that's made decaffeinated. Yeah, I don't know. Not how naturally why running it through Rocks, what is the point of coffee? Mountains. It's just garbage water that's not going to keep you awake. Like, the only reason the, I drink yeah. coffee is business. Yeah. Wake my ass up. Okay. Caffeine immediately. Yeah. So. And caffeine always tastes fun. Caffeine always tastes fun. Oh, really? It tastes different? Yes. It does not taste right. Oh, no. I'll just have some water if I'm not going to have caffeine. Okay. Okay. So, Pam says, you know, we've we've picked up some tension. We've decided to be the bigger people, and we are going to allow you to keep your herbs in the herb garden. Ah, nice. And so now Tony is like, all right, he's on these people's side again. Yeah, he don't care anymore. But Angela still wants to talk about the kids. (laughs) Pam says, the reason why we decided to let you keep the herb garden is because Heather just cannot stop talking about your adorable little Jonathan. And Mark's like, oh, you must have to keep a tight rein on that one. 
And Tony's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> because this is the first time a girl has actually been interested in Jonathan at all. And Angela's like, okay, well, actually, that is the reason. What's wrong? Do you not have this? No, no, I'm just... Um... I do. I'm just... I was lost. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, I just want to make sure I'm in the right spot. <laughs> I think I'm a little bit ahead of where okay. you are. Okay. So Angela says, actually, you know, I wanted to talk about the kids but tony doesn't want to upset anything with the herb garden so he's whispering in angela's ear listen we just got the herb garden back i don't think now is the time to bring up that their daughter is a bimbo that's what i was pointing out earlier they heard every word they're all together on the couch (laughs) they heard every word of that (laughs) but yet they got to pretend that they didn't of course i know it's tv i know that's how sitcoms work sometimes you hear stuff and sometimes you don't I mean, and then they show them, and they're, like, talking amongst right. themselves. Yeah. So you can show that they're not really listening. Now, know. can we not call this girl a bimbo, please? Well, yeah, that's I really know. the bigger. And I get it. It was the 80s, so, but, I mean. The, the, uh. Don't, just don't, don't figure it out. <laughs> so Tony's trying to change the subject, and he wants to know if they want more coffee. And they're like, oh, no, no, that's okay. Thank you. So Angela says, you know, I our children are entering those delicate prepubescent years where uh, you know they're questioning stuff and they're curious and of course a certain amount of experimentation is perfectly natural but i think Mm -hmm. that we need to exercise a little parental supervision and heather's i mean heather's mom pam is like i don't really understand what you mean and angela's like i think these people are a little more understanding Uh, and progressive i kind of do too i mean i don't like them but no but i I think think they're a little more like yeah relationships or relationships or whatever i don't know angela says you know i think your heather may be a tad too affectionate and Mm. pam's like oh i'm sorry do you have a problem with public public displays of affection and her and Mark are kind of cozying up to each other a little more. <laughs> and Angela's like, no, I, you know, I, I, do, I don't at all. And Tony's trying to get them to have more coffee to change the subject again. And they're like, no. And Angela gets right to the point. She says, she says I came home a little while ago and I found Heather kissing Jonathan. Mm. And even the way she phrases that, it was Heather kissing Jonathan. Right. And she Not says, and let me just say... There was gum involved. <laughs> no, I don't, God, <laughs> and again, Mark and um, why can't I remember these people's name? Mark, Mark and Pam, Sam, Sam, Sam and no, Paul. His real name is Sam. <laughs> <laughs> are just staring at her, oh, and she's like, "Let's just say I do not approve." And Pam's like, "Are you trying to say that our Heather is loose?" And she's like, "No, no, I just think loose. that she's more advanced." I have, n- I have not heard anybody I know, being referred to as, as loose, loose in a very long time. <laughs> It's, it's like a very 50s or 60s term, right? Maybe yeah, 70s. pretty much. And Tony says... It's Mark and Pam. Mark and Pam. What did I, I say? I don't know. I, mean, I actually don't know. Paul and John. I don't even know what's yeah, happening. Paul and John. Now that's so, two men. <laughs> now you have them as two men. Because <laughs> it's 2021. Oh, so no, Tony's like... anything wrong with that. No, no. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> Tony's like, you know, um, yes, Heather is very advanced. I'm surprised that she hasn't even skipped a grade yet. Any more cream? <laughs> 
He's doing anything to change the subject. I know, he's moved because he's got his herb garden. Yeah, he's locked so it that's in, all he wants. And he's done. And at some point, uh, Pam got cake here because she does have a slice <laughs> of cake. So I think Tony yeah. also like, Oh, well, he gave them. cake after he found out they were getting the, he was keeping oh, the okay, herb garden. He pulled oh, the cake pulled out from underneath, underneath the, the coffee, coffee table. table. <laughs> and started, and they looked at him like he was crazy. Like, nice. why did you pull a cake under? Off the floor. Off yeah. of the coffee, underneath she, the coffee table. She's still going to apparently pretend Suddenly to they're allowed to have cake because he's getting his herb garden. Yes. So then Paul, what? <laughs> Mark says <laughs> What? I called him Paul. I don't even know who Paul, Paul is. I didn't even acknowledge that you called him Paul. <laughs> and Ma- uh, hang on, nobody's name is even Paul in or their real life. No, no, I just You I just Paul. Yeah. Right. Mark says maybe the problem isn't You're not with allowed our to have Heather. Another beer. Maybe the problem is with Jonathan. Perhaps Jonathan is a bit of a wimp. Oh. They're yes. kind of right, but yeah. Well, I know. And, and like Tony stands words. up and he's like, hey. Yeah, no, it's actually kind of nice. It is. Tony. It's like, adorable. I'm protect my. Right. Because the, the boy. You know, house. Tony's like, I can call him a wimp, but you can't call right, him a wimp. Right, pretty much. That's <laughs> the way it works. <laughs> and then Angela like, says. Like Tony's forgotten about the herb garden at this point because yeah, no. it's an attack on not, Jonathan. Yes, you're not making an attack on my kind of kid. And Angela says, Tony. However we handle this, we're going to be calm and rational. And then she turns around. This is my second favorite part. Oh, my God. This is great. (laughs) She turns around to Mark and Pam. No, by Mark. It's Mark and Pam. Mark and Pam. And says, would you please get your butts off our couch and get get the the hell out of our our house? (laughs) (laughs) So great. And I like how she says our, too, because technically that's just her couch. Yeah, but yeah, but it's Tony not. lives there. Yeah, in a way. no, it's he's part of our the meeting the family couch. Yes, so they really are acting as a married couple here, and the crowd, the audience goes wild. And yeah. then she says, "And give me back my cake!" Mm. And she pulls the cake out of and uh, the piece falls in the ground, which is fantastic because <laughs> yes. you know it's not out supposed of Pam's to. Hands. <laughs> yes, and it falls down, it's and not so, and she picks it up. It's yeah, so awesome. Yes, it's great. She does. She just bends down, picks up the cake, and puts it back on the plate and sits down. And so now, Mark and, um, oh my God, Pam are getting ready to leave. And he says to Tony, get your herbs out of our garden. That's it. And then Pam says that his quiche was runny. And then Tony says, well, your coffee was caffeinated. Yep. Zing, boom. (laughs) They're going to be up all night now. Uh, Yep. And then Angela says, good one, Tone. I Mm. like how she gets a little Brooklyn sometimes here now with Tony around. So Pam and Mark leave the house, and then Angela says, I think we handled that quite well. Yeah. And Tony says, me too. Let's burn down their house. Yeah. <laughs> and funny. I almost feel like in the original broadcast, there was more to that scene because of the way it fades. But on the Roku channel one, that's the end of it, and Antenna TV as well. So now the next morning, Tony is aggressively beating eggs in the kitchen. Angela comes into the kitchen, and she says, I didn't sleep a wink last night. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's still pissed off, too. <laughs> beating the hell. Wait, no, wait. Now it kind of looks like pancake batter. No, it looks like eggs. Okay. And Angela says, the Harpers are going to rue the day they insulted my son. She goes and gets some coffee. And then Tony's like, I think I saw them on America's Most Wanted. Yeah, so that was impressive to me that I had to look that up. 
America's most. Yeah, no, I mean I know what it is, but I didn't realize it went this far back. Oh yeah, I guess I didn't either. It was 1988. It started. Okay. And this is 1989, so it had already been on for a year. I'm sure it was ex- extremely it successful was so program. Popular, I mean, it's I oh, it yeah. was always had great ratings, yeah. and people would watch it all the time. And a lot of criminals were like, a lot of people were found because of the show. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah, so that's I a good point. Yeah. I didn't. I. I didn't really think about that either. Yeah, I do something like America's Most Wanted. Is it really around then? I mean, it had to have been, obviously. But then I had to know how much, how old it really was. So it must have been hugely popular because it had been on for about a year. Only at this a point. year, and it was there talking about it on this, and it was because it was on Fox, right? Oh yeah, so it Fox was, on was Fox. around, and yeah, Fox was around because the yeah, Simpsons like the, all, all they had was right. the Simpsons, and that's like about the Tracy right about show, right around the time that Fox Network started. Yeah, yeah. all right. Okay, so Mona walks into the kitchen with zero helpful news at all. She mm-hmm. says, I figured out a way to figure to fix our neighbor problem. And then she holds up a Ken doll and a Barbie doll and says, voodoo. Okay, I mean, this does fuck <laughs> Mona's like, honestly, so high. what's happening I in that know. room? <laughs> and the dolls don't even look like them. I mean, the guy one kind of, but the, the girl doll has way too much No, hair. to me, the dolls look like Tony and Angela. That is a good point. And that actually plays into the end of the episode. They look like, that's who they look like yeah. to me. The wild blonde hair and then yep. the do- short dark hair. So they're only bringing, she's bringing these dolls in to set up a joke that's going to be paid off at the end. And here. if you notice in this part of the episode, yeah, um, and they probably just went with it, but um, Angela's collar's all messed up. One side's hot up oh, and one no. side's down. But maybe that's due to the lack of sleep. Yes, maybe. And her shoulder pads look, are one's so, up and one's down. It's crazy. so big here. They're yeah, enormous. She's, she's about to play football. But Tony's mad. He's like, oh, why didn't I think of voodoo? But, and Angela says, no, I have a better idea than voodoo. I've got my lawyer on the case. And if any piece of that garden is mine, they're going to pay. And then Mona That actually says, makes more sense than voodoo. Yes, it does. Because voodoo's not real. Right. <laughs> so, yes, a lawyer makes more sense. And Mona says, well, what if, what if the property isn't ours? And then Angela rips the head off the Mail Ken doll. doll. <laughs> All right, now Samantha comes inside and she comes into the kitchen. She's like, you guys, it's really bad out there. Jonathan is trying on cologne. And then she says Mm. to Tony, he even got into your high karate. And Tony says, oh, no, I was saving that for a special occasion. And then he does a karate. Karate moves. So So I I looked up high karate. It's real. (laughs) And actually, if you have time after this podcast, I would go look at the high karate commercials (laughs) because they're really funny. Oh, my gosh. They're... They're insane. Like basically, when you put high karate on, women come running from everywhere yes, to try and, they- and attack you. Like it's and it shows that the guy that puts on the cologne has to fight the women off, right? And with doing, karate moves. Yeah. What I learned from that commercial is that men are really dumb because they figured like, oh, this what? is how we're going to get men to buy cologne. Yeah, we're going to have this kind of dorky looking or guy. Or advertisers women are, are really way out of touch. <laughs> I and, hope. Well, I mean, this is an old-ass commercial. men were like, oh, my so. God, i got to get some high karate. What? If men were really like, I have to get high karate. Right. So then women will come I mean, it worked running. on Tony. It must have been a pretty popular commercial for it to it. must have been a popular a cologne. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess that was, I mean, maybe it was just a joke at the time. I mean, yeah, I'm, there are joke commercials now where people watch them and obviously they're a joke. I hope that it wasn't. I mean, the commercials are pretty men are um, stupid, so. careful to make sure that they don't show the man ever Dudes hitting are pretty dumb. the women, but they're saying that he has to like fight them off with self-defense because they're so aggressive. Yeah. At one point, karate. I think he does throw a melon at someone though. Well, <laughs> I mean, 
They're ridiculous. <laughs> Go watch the commercials. They're funny. Yeah. And it's high karate, H-A-I. I, yeah. And then karate, and not so H-I. But anyway. Sam says, Dad, nothing is that special. And then she walks away. Now, Mona says is back no, over at the I, window. You know, Samantha's got a lot of good little one-liners in this episode. She does. You're right. Oh, she says little things and then walks yes, away. Yes, and something takes, else is coming up for her here. Exactly. Yeah. So. Mona's back at... <clears throat> Excuse me. Mona's back at the window trying to spy on the neighbors. And she says, it warms my heart to know that my grandson has inherited my smoldering sexuality. <laughs> and Angela's like, smoldering? He's not even a pilot light yet. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cute. funny. <laughs> so Mona's like, oh, wait until you see what Ken and Barbie are doing now. And Tony's like, please tell me that they're moving. And she says, no, they're building a fence and they're kissing. And Tony says, that's it. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Get me my chainsaw. And he goes running out there. So now the Mark and Pam are well, out. Then, but the bizarre thing is, she's, he says, give me my chainsaw. And then Mona says, start with their lips. How are you going to cut somebody's <laughs> lips off with a chainsaw? I guess That's she strange. just means go right down the middle and cut them apart. Well, I think it's the point it's is good. that you want to see him kiss. But right. It sounds very violent. It's, but Mona Mona would definitely want to. She, she doesn't like these people, but she I mean, probably would Mona watch anyone kiss. something. Yeah. It was going to get bloody here if Tony just went for their lips with the chainsaw. Yeah. Now, the two of them are out here singing, these are a few of my favorite things from The Sound of Music, while he Dorks. builds a fence and she plants roses. Tony comes out and he finds his herbs have been ripped out of the ground and thrown. And he's like, you killed them. You killed my herbs. Mm. And Pam says to her husband, Mark, do something. And he goes over to Tony and then he looks and he says, "She's he's got a tattoo. And he backs away. Right, because he knows that having a tattoo means you're mean. Yeah. You're tough. <laughs> yeah. So Angela tries to step in, and she's like, listen, you guys are upset with us. We're upset with you. Like, building a fence is not a way that th- around this. Like, we need to just talk it out. But Mark just starts hammering a post in more, and Tony's like, don't do that. Don't do that. So then Pam starts pulling up more of his herbs and throwing them around. So Tony's like, okay, well, if you're going to do that, then I'm going to do this. And then he tries to pull a post out of the ground. And he, he can't do that. Yeah. But instead, Angela rips some of their rose bushes out of the ground and throws them. You can see that when Angela pulls the roses out of the ground and puts them in uh, fr- uh, Frank. What's his name? <laughs> Mark. Mark. Mark's hand that the, the thorns really got to him. Oh, I know. He's like jumping around. Cause right. And, they hurt. and then and he's such a wimp. Like He's like, oh, they hurt. And he hands them to uh, Pam. Pam. Yeah. He hands them to Pam. And then she is like, what is he doing? He's wimpy. But then it's just all out like mayhem. It's bedlam. Yes. They're throwing stuff at each they're other. They're going to dig up a body. They're going to dig up a grave. Yeah, Rover. So just Rover. then Heather and Jonathan come out and they're like, what is happening? And they tell Heather, I don't want you talking to him anymore. And, and then, what were they doing? Where were they? I don't Oh, That's a good point. Right. right? Jonathan might be a man now. Mm, and then Angela it. says to Jonathan, I don't want you seeing her anymore. And Jonathan's like, wait a minute. What happened to getting to know someone before you decide how you mm. feel about them? He brings that back He's up. He's like a sponge. Yes. And Angela says, everything. I feel like I hate them. So Pam brings Heather inside. Angela brings Jonathan inside. And Mark and Tony are left. And Tony goes over to him and says, I got two tattoos. And then Mark goes running away back into the house. And Tony tries to clean up the mess. So now later that night, Heather comes to the window. And this is the first time we've ever seen this little area utilized. Jonathan is sitting in a chair. I think, oh, okay. 
So at some point there was like a table here with wagon wheels yeah, on it. Yeah, I think it. you're right. I think you're right. And now there's a chair there and Jonathan's sitting Whatever. in it, I guess, doing his homework. And Heather comes up to the window and taps on it. So he lets her in the side door there. Oh, wait, or is this the table with the wagon wheels? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. The table with the wagon wheel is still there. The chair's next to it. Oh, I see. And he says, Heather, what are you doing here? Our parents said that we can't see each other. And she's like, oh, forbidden love. I know. This is like such a, like, Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> yes. which is mentioned. Hatfields and McCoy. Yes, exactly. But more ridiculous. And then Jonathan hears someone. He's like, oh, no, someone's coming. So to hide... They go. I know, this is fantastic. It makes no sense. <laughs> like, what is happening? Are they think that they're going to, they think they look like a lamp or something? It's like when our cat hides most of his body behind the curtain, but we can still see his tail right, sticking like, out. Well, I don't know what this he is. He doesn't think anybody can see him, but we, we all can see him. So Heather backs into the corner by the cabinet where the dishes are. And then Jonathan <laughs> stares, stands in front of her and she just puts her head down on his shoulder. So they just look super creepy. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, no one's hiding anything. <laughs> As And Sam is the one who was coming. So she walks by and she sees the two of them standing there and she goes, I don't want to know. She's like, I don't want to know. She walks into the it's kitchen. Going, like, it's great. <laughs> she is not handling the fact that Jonathan's going through puberty very well either. <laughs> and then Heather says, so Sam walks into the kitchen, shuts the door. They're alone again. And Heather says, that was so romantic. Mm-hmm. She goes over and starts tussling Jonathan's hair. Twirling. Oh, is that what it's called? Twirling? I don't know. Oh. I think he says keep twirling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like... He does later. And he, he's like, Heather, give it a rest. And he's, and he's very confident with her. Like, this is the first girl that's ever been interested in him. And he's kind of taking a little bit of a, a stand here. I know. He is. He's kind of running things. Because she's a little... He's pointing out that she is a little overbearing. Yeah. Right? He, yes. And he's like, I'm an old-fashioned kind of guy, and I like to set the pace. And mm. he's like, okay. And she says, okay. So then he sits down on the side table there, and he's like, okay, now you can start. And then she goes back to twirling his hair. Yeah. And he's like, we got it. We got parent problems, and we need to figure this out. And he asks her, what did Romeo and Juliet do? And she says, they committed suicide. And he's like, huh, all right, keep thinking. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, that's not an option. So what else do we got? And he's like, in the meantime, keep twirling. Yeah. So she's messing with his hair. He's thinking. So now it's the next day. I'm guessing Tony's getting dinner ready. And he's so mad. Is it the next? This has to be the next. It has to be the next day. Because it's dinner, right? Yeah. Because the other thing was like later that night. So yeah, and he's pissed off because he's got to use store bought. Yes, he's like spices. Dehydrated basil, store bought oregano. I can't live like this. And it's so cute how Angela's sitting on the countertop I know, with like, him while he's cooking dinner. Yeah, good luck sitting on our countertop here at our house. You'd, yeah, your ass would stick to it. <laughs> That's not true. Well, no. I mean, I, mean, while you're I wouldn't cooking, sit yeah. on a countertop. No, it's gross to sit on anyone's countertop. But, um, but, I mean, sometimes counters are sticky. Yes, that is true. And there's no room on our countertops. We have a very I small kitchen to begin with. I'll show you at the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> so Samantha comes in and says, but my point is that Tony and Angela are totally, totally married here, but even better than married because I don't think married couples sit on the ca- countertop and no, watch the other no. one cook dinner. True. Sam comes in and she's like, man, nice work on the herb garden. And Tony's like, hardy har har. Very <laughs> funny. another one. And she's like, no, I'm serious. It, it looks great. And they look they at look each, each other. other. Yeah. What? Angela jumps off the counter 
She goes running outside. Jonathan follows. And then Samantha goes and tastes the sauce. She learned from her dad. Tastes the sauce on the spoon and puts the spoon back in the pot. She, she doesn't, though. You don't see her do that. I'm, where did that spoon go? It went you back in the pot. You don't see it back, go back in, though. You don't, but I know that that's... It gets real close, and then they cut that's away. That's where it was going. It was totally going back I, in the pot. No, I agree. I'm just yeah. saying. But the fact is she says it tastes better than yes. usual because he's using the freeze-dried <laughs> shit. Or whatever, not freeze dry, but you know what I mean. Yes, dehydrated. She's, she's dehydrated. She's using store bought. Oh, Tony works so hard yeah, to grow all these herbs and spices in the backyard, <laughs> and then he uses the grocery store stuff. And and Samantha's like, "This is fantastic. Yeah, oh, this is That's better. pretty much what oh, happened." Yeah, but he doesn't know. Thank God. His heart would be broken. I know. So he goes running out, and he all right, says, "So wait a minute." Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, right, I have to. I gotta rewatch this. So this like. Co- totally ruins my oh really well oh, yeah. if they ran out the back door, door then why are they coming in the front gate because they're immediately going in the backyard by running out of the back door of the kitchen but the next scene cuts and they're running in through that gate which means they're in the front yard i don't know where they are <sighs> and the fence that they the built wasn't there that's a new fence that is a different fence you're right because the other so one i guess they built a f- so the new neighbors built a, f- a fence all the way across for everybody even though they hate them and well no there was a side fence over here but i think but it was facing the other part. way it was a shorter i don't know i we gotta oh my god this episode yeah it's they just... ran out so basically they ran out the back door yeah then by the kitchen ran down the and driveway. then ran a, a, through a gate and went ran around the front yard and then re-entered into the backyard. That doesn't make any sense at all. And then the neighbors still have their half-built... Maybe they have a corner lot. I don't know. <laughs> okay. No, this is stupid. So Tony's like, oh, my babies are back. And he says, hi, honey, to like some would have Well, they would have entered at that point. They would have run out the back door by the kitchen. They would have just entered stage right. Yeah, they would but just the come kitchen. In over, I know, they but, would not have gone through. The, how would they get to the front yard? But, but the kitchen is in the back of the house, unless the driveway is an L. So they would have just and just come on to the backyard. They oh have yeah, come you're in right. The front yard. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, I don't know. All right, I don't know. All right, I don't know. <laughs> I need to take a deep breath, and we got to move on. <laughs> and Tony's like, "Look, Angela, there's herbs mixed with roses." <laughs> <laughs> And Angela says, it's it's a metaphor that we can live together in peace and harmony. So they're <laughs> they're very touched by this gesture that they well, think the Angela Harpers is. has done. Well, yeah, Angela's very touched. I'm surprised she doesn't <laughs> cry. seems like he doesn't care. <laughs> He's just happy to see his herbs back. Now, Mark and... <laughs> Mark? Mark and, no, it is Mark. It's Andy. No. No, I almost said Mark and Paul. Mark and Pam, come Mark out of the house. Oh, it is Mark, right? Yes. Mark and Paul. <laughs> And they're like, wow, this, yeah. Tony's like, oh, this must have taken forever. It really looks beautiful. And Pam's like, yeah, it really does look great. And Mark says, it must have taken half the night. And they're like, well, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, what do you mean Tony's you like, don't well, know? You didn't do yeah. this? Yeah. And they all kind of look at each other. And then Mark's like, I figured you didn't do it. And Tony's like, oh, I knew you didn't do it. And then they start fighting again. And I love that Angela goes a little Brooklyn. Because Mark calls Tony Buster. Oh, no. Pam calls Tony Buster. And then Angela says, who you calling Buster, sister? Oh. Yeah. The Brooklyn's coming out again. Now, Jonathan jumps in the middle with, what is this? Is this a hoe? 
Uh, what? <laughs> yes. It's, uh, is that a garden hoe? It's a garden hoe. Okay. Now, see, you should have been more specific by saying garden hoe. <laughs> when you said hoe, I had no idea what you were talking about. Yes, and that is a garden hoe. He jumps in the garden. And, and he jumps he's, into the grave. Yes. And he's like, I did it and I can undo it. Oh, boy. Yes. He says, one more argument out of you in this garden is history. And he's holding it up like he's going to um, destroy away. it. And Tony's like, Angela, I don't think that he's messing around. I don't think, I think he means business. Yeah. <laughs> so Jonathan says, Heather and I put a lot of work into this, and we think it's a pretty good compromise. So look, they really are. He is showing, they are showing the parents a lesson here. He says, right. everybody wins when you compromise. Doesn't that sound familiar, Mom? Right, which is from the earlier in the episode. Yes, and they zoom in on Angela, who looks all embarrassed for herself. And Jonathan says, Heather and I really like each other. And Heather says, a lot. And Jonathan again says, cool it, Heather. Yeah, lay off, woman. <laughs> We're never going to see Heather again. So mm. Jonathan does something to gross her out in the next week or so. Because I know, what happened? She's history and she must go to boarding school. And Jonathan's like, listen, if the four of you can't get along, that's fine. But you're not dragging us into the mud with you. And then he puts his hoe down and he stands there. Puts and Tony up. says, and the child shall lead us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark says, that's some young man you have there. And Angela says, we know. I know. Why? <laughs> Not nice. <laughs> Thank you. Would have been fine, too. So then Tony goes over and he's like, welcome to the neighborhood. And he puts his hand out for Mark to shake it. And Mark hugs him mm. and says, welcome to our lives. And he's giving him a big hug. And Pam's like, oh, this is so wonderful. Now, if only we could just do something about that van. And then Mark put, uh, Tony puts his arms around Mark and starts squeezing really tight. Mm -hmm. And Mark's like, Tony, you're squeezing really tight. Yeah. And he says, I know. Who's the boss will be back in a moment. Stick around. In the tag, it's another day. And Mona is sitting at the kitchen table playing with Barbie dolls. Of course she is. <laughs> and you hear Angela from outside say, Mother, come on out and help us in the garden. It's such a beautiful day. Tony's like, yeah, Mon, come on out and help. And Aunt Mona says, I wonder. And then she makes the two dolls kiss. She squeezes mm -hmm. them together really tight. She sits there. And now Angela and Tony come running into that kitchen. And they're like, come on, Mona, what are you doing in here? Come on out. And then Tony pauses and he goes, what happened to my gum? And Angela reaches into her mouth, and she pulls out his uh, gum. Gross and <laughs> cute all at the same time. <laughs> mom, mom, mom. And that is the end of the episode. Wow. All right, I think you go first with rating this time. Oh, rating? I think so, no? All right. Just go with it. Who knows? Let's just go with it. Who did, who did Boss last time first? I, I haven't. You went first with Boss last time. So that means that you do go, go first, first with, with rating. rating. Yeah, okay, good. I did? Okay. I think so, right. yeah. Because right. yeah. mine didn't agree with yours. Oh, right. We, dis we had a disagreement. We did, yeah. Yeah. That was a rough week. <laughs> so I'm going to go I'm gonna go with a seven. Okay. Solid seven. Nice. I think this episode was a solid seven. Mm -hmm. um, I think it had, um, I think it had good Jonathan moments, and, and obviously, um, and I think it had good Samantha. Like, I feel like they had a good, like, everybody had a reason to be there to exist yeah. in the episode meaning that like um they weren't like this dog no, just ignore him keep going he's barking at something in a tree outside yeah, it's like squirrel or something so i i think that like everybody had a purpose in the episode yeah. is what i mean like they didn't have to struggle to write them into the episode 
Um, Samantha's stuff is really funny. Her one-liners and yeah, they were great. It's just so, it's so like older sister when the two of them were trying to hide in the living room, and she's like, I don't even want to know what's going on. Right. You know what I mean? I can almost see like Isla doing that with yeah with Avi, our, <laughs> yeah. our kids. But um, and um, I mean, it's you know, it's like campy at some point, and and then for don't get me started on the logistics of where they where no, they are in the yard. We and can't we have to let it go? It's like I gotta forget about yeah. that. But um. So but it's a yeah. really funny episode. It is. There's fun. There's yeah. like a lot of funny moments. You know, the scene where Angela kicks him out of the house is really funny, and um, and where Angela walks in, <laughs> he's trying to close the back yeah. door. Um, where it's Angela walks in and sees Jonathan kissing and like starts hyperventilating. Oh my gosh, that part is so. Funny. Oh my god, yeah. There's a yeah. lot of really. There's a lot of good, and and of course the binocular scene. There's just a lot of really good physical comedy yeah. in it, like Three's Company style physical comedy so um yeah i gave it a seven you yeah. probably went higher no i did seven also oh, okay yeah i All thought right. it was really funny and i forgot to mention at the beginning of the episode who it was written by and it was written by two authors who oh, that's this is right, their only did. who's the boss episode don oh, really? siegel and oh. phil margo hmm. yeah and that for, was great for an episode, episode that was written by two people removed from the show they really knew the characters. Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah, I mean, I it agree. has some of the best Angela Jonathan scenes we've seen in a very long time. Yeah, and Tony hiding the cake was really funny. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not giving those people a cake. It's just kind of fun, all yeah, funny, like little great. funny moments all the way around. Who's the boss around here? Me or my mother? Or maybe it's you? I went with Jonathan as the boss in this episode. Because, I mean, Jonathan's just the boss of this episode. Yeah. I he, mean, he decides. I agree with you 100%. Do I even have to, like, chime in? Right. Know, my boss? <laughs> he doesn't, um, he's not letting anybody ruin the fact that a girl likes him. Mm-hmm. He's going to figure out a way to fix this. But he's still kind of even bossy with Heather. Like, he's like, I'm the man in this relationship and... Uh, you know, yeah. don't be so aggressive all the time. Uh, whatever. And then he figures out how to fix it in the end so that they can get along and he can have the girl, but we never see Heather again. Yeah, yeah. No. So bad. he must have brought like his iguana over and then she was like, wait a minute, you're into reptiles? And that was the end of that. Yeah, we'll never be able to figure it out. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, I, no, right, I mean, yeah. you said everything I, I wanted to say. I agree 100%. Jonathan is the boss. Yeah. I mean, that was my my... That was my boss as well, um, just for the fact that he, you know, wanted to be with uh, Heather, Heather. <laughs> Paul, um, and and <laughs> Paul, and then um, Heather Paul is that someone's name? I don't know. Oh. And then uh, like kind of he he was probably the one who orchestrated the whole like let's stay up all night and plant a garden, right? Yeah, and yes, like, get our true. parents back together. Right. And it's got to be some kind of like reference to like the. Um, to like that whole um, when families disagree, but the kids are in, yeah. What Hatfields is that? It's um, oh my god, the Hatfield McCoys or the the um, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. Course. It's just yeah, the warring families. End, basically, it didn't end the suicide. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, so yes, definitely, Jonathan is the boss. All right. Well, you can reach us at Who's the Boss Podcast on Instagram or Who's the Boss Pod one on Twitter. On Facebook, our page is the Who's the Boss Podcast page. Or go to anchor.fm slash WTB podcast, and there you can leave us a voyage. Now, in the next episode we're going to cover is Living Dolls, which is another spinoff, but this one actually goes somewhere. 
and I can't remember if this is going, yeah, okay. It's going to be strange. There's two episodes with Liam Remini I think we're going to hit, and I one of them is a spin-off and one isn't, and I think this might be it, but I'm not positive, so. That's interesting. But Leah um, Remini is in this uh, episode. Yeah, I'm interested to see what this is all about. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, everyone. All right. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a big thumbs up and tell all your friends. And maybe you can tell your grandma, your mother, and your sister or brother. Maybe you have no siblings. Tell your dog and cats.